0: Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I'm Bryce Zelensky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda. Uh, Josh Supply in Troy and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We have a jam-packed show to get to, so we're going to get through this quickly, um, as quickly as possible, because we don't have that much time, and we have a lot to get to. We have college football, uh, the chaos of the past week, and of course the game's coming up. We have John Gruden and the scandal going on out in Las Vegas. He has stepped down as the Raiders head coach. Um, and then we'll get into our takeaways from this past week in the NFL, look. To week six, make our predictions as we always do. Do our fantasy studs and duds. Oh, and Ben Simmons decided to show up today out of the blue in Philadelphia, so we got to talk about that. And, and Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> and Kyrie is canceled until further notice. So let's get, <laughs> let's get right to it, Taylor, because we have about an hour and fifteen minutes, and a hell of a lot to talk about. Um, we'll start with the college football chaos. Uh, my Penn Boy, State Nittany chaos. Lions. Yeah, it, it was chaos all across the board. Uh, my Penn State Nittany Lions fell victim to the injury bug and inevitably lost to Iowa. I will take it to my grave that if Sean Clifford did not get hurt, Penn State was winning that game by thirty. If you watch that game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not over. It's not over. Penn State controls their own destiny. They did not fall that far in the rankings. They are seven. Um, they control their own lose destiny. To State. Can't lose to Ohio state. They control their own destiny and very well could have a rematch with Iowa in the big 10 championship. And if that would be the case and Clifford, and that would mean Clifford comes back, they would absolutely smack Iowa as they were doing. They were, they were starting to pull away and then Clifford got hurt. Um, by the way, Iowa, uh, that fan base is a bunch of classless pieces (laughs) of shit. Um, if you see the videos of them booing every time a Penn state player got hurt, um, uh booing clifford off the field when he clearly had a shoulder injury there was a video of the iowa fan doing the cry baby and holding his shoulder like, yeah, yeah get fucked iowa no, i mean that guy looked you,
1: old like he was like like you're not a student like get out of there
0: uh so i lost and i made it i was like since when is iowa the cesspool fan base of the big 10 like don't fall to Maryland and Rutgers's level or Michigan's. Like don't don't fall to that level of just disgracefulness. I I always Thought Iowa was a good college town, you know they did that wave to the children's hospital. No, get get the hell out of here and, and go! <laughs> I can't wait to meet you in the Big Ten championship game and absolutely smack you. Um, Bama <laughs> lost to Texas A and M. That was crazy. Um, that was, was that that was absolutely absurd. Uh, and that really shakes up the college football playoff picture entirely um you have Iowa who looks beatable right at number two you have Georgia who's number one um but Iowa looks beatable and I'm not convinced and and especially I, I just feel like there's still that chance especially now for two Big Ten teams to go like if Iowa wins out but loses to say Penn State I'm just throwing it out loses a rematch to Penn State in the Big Ten Championship you can make an argument that Iowa should be in the college football playoff too alongside the Penn State Big Ten, uh, who would be the Big Ten champion. Uh, this is getting really interesting. Michigan, look, they're undefeated. They're highly ranked, but they haven't beaten anybody, and they haven't beaten anybody convincingly. Uh, wait till they play Penn State in a couple weeks. Wait till they play Ohio State in a couple weeks. It'll change. Uh, Michigan State, same deal. Uh, they're, they're not legit, but – there's a critical piece of the puzzle in determining the college football playoffs. It really is Bama going to win out. They have to. Is Penn yeah. State going to win out? They have to. Both teams control their own destiny, but they have to handle their business, right? Where Iowa yeah. could afford probably a little slip up, especially with how wide open the Big Ten West is. Georgia's in the driving seat all of a sudden. You still have the wild card Cincinnati, who is now three in the nation. Um, not a, still not a big believer in Cincinnati. Um, I, 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 they don't play anybody though. So the fact that they're already in the top four and they don't play anybody, I worry that they're going to steal a college football playoff spot when they really, I I mean, in an expanded college football playoff, yes, they would be deserving, but for me, it would be tough, especially with the chaos up top. Uh, with especially Bama losing, um, with Penn state losing, but those two teams still control their destiny. Oregon still really controls their destiny uh, a, a little bit. I mean, they probably need more help than any of the other one loss teams out there. Oklahoma still controls their own destiny. Any of the teams that I just listed? I would much rather see in the college football playoff than Cincinnati, because guess what? If Cincinnati makes the college football playoff, they're the fourth seed, and they'd be playing Bama or Georgia, and uh, (laughs) that's just not going to be a good game. I mean, we've seen this song before. We have seen that song before. Like, Washington made the college football playoff. Now they're coming out of the Pac-12 back in uh, 2017, but A team that really was not a top 14 made the college football playoff and just got absolutely bombshelled by Clemson. Uh, That I have a feeling if Cincinnati were to make the
1: playoffs, we're kind of looking at the same inevitable result. Well, that was the problem that I was about when I was going to bring up – when you were listing off all the teams and the fact that Cincinnati is already in the top three or yeah. Yeah, top four top three right now, uh, is that they don't play anyone else. And so unless they slip up against some unranked team, cause they don't play any more ranked teams. So if they, no. uh, if they slip up against an unranked team, of course they're going to fall out. But if they don't, then you're going to be looking at a Cincinnati team that's undefeated. And then heading into it, it's going to be the committee's job to tell Cincinnati fans that, sorry, you just don't look the part. And they don't often do that. If, if someone is un undefeated and they've played at least one ranked opponent and look good and then they win out usually they end up in there and so with bama falling and um and penn state falling it's it's going to be tough for someone to oust them if they don't lose and so they do control their own destiny but other teams like iowa also do so if iowa runs the table the rest of the way there i can't see them falling out of the top four either to the top seven though
0: Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Bama, Ohio State, and Penn State. One does not belong. Like I'm sorry, yeah. like if Cincinnati played any of those teams, they're losing. Big definitely. Big time.
1: Um I agree.
0: I I I, I, I think I think the chaos, like Cincinnati could easily slip up. If they mm-hmm. do slip up, they're done. Um, they're absolutely gone. Yeah, no, sure. They, they have to go into Completely undefeated and, and and win the American That's Conference. And even left then, left. I still have my reservations because, like, look, Penn State, if they win out, they still have a ranked opponent in Ohio State to play. They have, they have three top ten opponents still on the schedule, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. The same could be st- said for Ohio State, who plays Michigan State, Michigan, and Penn State. Michigan plays three top 10 teams. You see what I'm saying? Like one of these teams is like, obviously you have the concern that they're going to beat each other up. That's That's obviously a concern, but I, but yet again, one of those teams could take advantage of that opportunity as well. And then you still have Iowa on the other
1: side. Like that's where the big 10 all of a sudden comes in. And it's like "Ah, two teams is should they deserve two teams. Cincinnati does have a tougher matchup for someone who's not ranked in UCF, so uh, it's going to be... That's yeah, gonna, UCF's weekend, not mostly. who they used to be, But then though. they also play SMU, who's right now is the 23rd, so yes, they're ranked way down at the bottom there, but they play SMU second to last uh, on their schedule, so they'll also have that, too. If they be, win that, then it's like, okay, well, then they did beat two ranked teams, assuming SMU is still ranked at that point. Um, but it's going to be hard. But also, I, I just wanted to mention not that it had much bearing on everything because the the ranked team won but how crazy was that uh, Oklahoma game that game was oh. insane
0: yeah, o- watched, Oklahoma, Texas was absurd, and Texas yeah, was just Texas funny. did Texas things. They they no, blew I it. know, um, your
1: last second fifty yard run for the win. Yeah, I <laughs> Texas mean Texas, Texas is, is such a
0: such oh, a joke of a program. I hate Texas. I, I honestly, they're they're such an overrated, sorry program that I don't understand their fan base at all. They think they're national champions every year, but um, like th- this top ten Taylor is so intriguing to me right and right like look georgia is probably is going to be there They're, i think the best team in the country right now they look um, like it bama they're... look bama's not bama's not losing again I, no they're the, the, the,
1: gonna get back in that's the thing is like i, I just going to get it, uh, back in how they uh, couldn't get back in
0: oklahoma is a team that's going to slip up they are going to they are the most overrated outside of Cincinnati six and team um out there and then Ohio State and Penn State at Ohio State at see si- si- this is how you could tell that it's going to be chaotic. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan are six, seven, and eight. Top three teams in their own division. They all still have to play each other. Whoever comes out of that is smooth sailing. Um, I, I think at this point, Ohio State or Penn State, they have to win out. I just don't see a two-loss team unless they be. Like if you're a two-loss team, you're likely not making the Big Ten championship and winning it. So um that that's where it gets tough. But I think it, it, look, if Sean Clifford could get healthy and the and Penn State has a bye this week, I still believe they're the best team out of the Big Ten. Um I, I just they they proved it to me, even in a loss last week to Iowa, that with Sean Clifford. This offense was playing well against who some claim to be the best defense in the country. Um, They were doing what they wanted for the most part until Clifford got hurt and obviously throwing a freshman in Taquan Roberson uh, on the road for his first really (laughs) legitimate action is is a tough ask. Um, And they still almost did it. It was heartbreaking, but I, I kind of take solace in the fact that they still control their own destiny. Um, they have a week to get right. Hopefully Clifford gets right. They have a kind of a bounce back game against Illinois in two weeks. And then they uh, then they hit the road uh, to Columbus.
1: Of, uh, Oklahoma and that game. One of the most intriguing things about the game overall was that uh, Spencer Rattler actually got benched at one point. And they looked better. They looked better better under Williams. Caleb Williams looked good. That, like, controversy where, I mean, if it's going to come down, I would think to just the hot hand, if it looks better with Williams, they're going to go with Williams. But the thing is, is it will that controversy, that tension in the locker room, will it make them falter? And especially when they play a a team like Oklahoma State on their, their last regular season game, that's that's a tough one right there if they can make it that far so yeah i i, I don't know i i expect alabama to get back in and then it's going to, yeah. is just I there's don't know. going to be changes there's chaos in the big 10 big 10 may big have 10 is two- going to be the the thing that like messes this
0: the, all up the, the big 10 determines a lot um cincinnati is obviously there so <clears throat> There's not much to really talk about coming up in, in this week's games. You have Oregon taking on a one and four cow. San Diego State at 24 undefeated it takes on San Jose State. Cincinnati, like you mentioned, takes on UCF. They are 20 and a half point favorites. I don't see Cincinnati having a problem, but you never know. Michigan State takes on Indiana. Watch closely in that game. Indiana is always stingy, especially at home. And I'm not convinced, excuse me, in Michigan State quite yet. Oklahoma State and Texas face off. Auburn licking its wounds after uh, a tough game against Georgia takes on Arkansas. Florida, LSU, Tamu after the upset back in the rankings at 21 takes on Missouri. Kentucky and Georgia, I guess, could be said to be the game of the week. 11-1 Georgia's matchup.
1: point favorites in that game.
0: 23 and <laughs> yeah. a half. Yeah, it, it, it's probably not going to end crazy. well for Kentucky. Purdue takes on Iowa, so I mean, and that's the problem with Iowa. They play in the Big Ten West, and the Big Ten is so heavy in the Big Ten East. Um, Iowa has a joke of the schedule remaining, so I highly doubt they're really going to have too much of a tough uh, ask. They might have a game here and there where they have a scare, but I doubt that they'll really be put to the test. Uh, BYU takes on Baylor. Bama heads to Mississippi State. Oklahoma plays TCU. Ole Miss heads to Tennessee. And NC State heads out to Boston College. Arizona State wraps up the slate of ranked games at 10 o'clock against Utah. So not really too much to
1: talk about. does luck out not having to face like – Ohio State, or really anyone else. Well, that. well, that's just it, the Big Ten East, and it's so,
0: it's so unfair each and every year because the Big Ten East literally holds the three best teams in the conference each year, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, every single year, and it sucks that one of the two of those can't even have a chance to make the Big Ten Championship simply because they're in the division with – it's been Ohio State lately, but Penn State as well has made the Big Ten championship the last uh, in uh, 2017 as well. So it, it's going to be interesting. The Big Ten dictates a lot of what we're going to see uh, moving forward. But before we head to the NFL, and, and obviously – we have a lot to get to, especially with our takeaways and what's going on out in Vegas. I do want to mention while we're on the college football scene about the upcoming Godzilla Media U Albany bus trip that we have been promoting via social media. And I know other podcasts are promoting as well. Um, Godzilla oh, yeah. Media's first bus trip is thanks to Johnstone Supply in, Droy, in Troy. Uh, Johnstone Supply. Troy. <laughs> Troy. <Enjoy>. John- <laughs> today junior uh johnstone supply kicks cancer is the theme and johnstone supply and troy and Godzilla media will be supporting pink month all proceeds from the trip will be donated to the american cancer society sign up now to be a part of the bus trip which is saturday october 23rd it will be 60 dollars a ticket that includes the t-shirt bus trip food and drink Uh, You can contact Gaz at Gaz at GazZillaMedia.com for more information. Uh, Payments do include check and cash. So what is the day including at 1030 a.m.? You are going to meet at Johnstone Supply. Taylor, I know you are locked in for this trip, so you will be representing sports with a Z and a T. I will be in Las Las Vegas, so I will not be there. Um, 11 a.m., the bus will leave to head to – you Albany to watch the U Albany main game that kicks off at one o'clock should be a fun, uh, fun day full of a bunch of shenanigans at Casey Stadium. You can also visit gazilla.media.com/slash Johnstone U Albany trip to find out more information. Plus, you can win two free tickets to the event by visiting and entering the contest on Friday, which is. The 15th from 4 to 5.30. Leveque and Gaz are broadcasting live at Johnstone Supply in Troy on 6th Ave in Troy. So make sure you head out there and give yourself every opportunity to go on this trip. I know you're excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. I believe Levesque and Gaz are both going, so it's, it's going to be a riot, I'll tell you. And I believe there was 20-ish spots when guys let us know the other day still left. So Yeah, the, it sounds like it's high. filling up quick, so get them while you can, or yeah, else you're going to miss 40, out. I believe, so like 20, 20 gone, so, you know, get up on that. All right. This isn't exactly what I wanted to talk about
0: today, <laughs> um, but we kind of have to. And Taylor, I know um, where you're calling from on this, I'm going to let you kind of take – Uh, The lead on this once I describe and I'm sure everybody knows what I'm going to be talking about here,
1: Mm. because unless you've been
0: unless you've been been living under a rock, uh, John Gruden is no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders um, after resigning after homophobic and misogynistic emails that were recovered. Not even what's that and racist. He hit everything. And Rice, right, so yeah, he 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 he, he crossed <laughs> he the board really on this <laughs> one. Um, and, and the and the ironic thing is, there was no investigation into Gruden. This was an investigation on Bruce Allen and the Washington Football Team, with all the investigations going on in D.C. And they yeah. uncovered this because him and Allen are buddies. Um, but for those who need a little update on what happened, uh, John Gruden look, I mean, four years has been a very highly respected figure in the NFL. Um, I, I, you know, I loved his uh, analysis on Monday Night Football and his Gruden camps with all the quarterbacks. I thought he was a good hire for the Raiders. It seemed like the Raiders were heading in the right direction this year as well. Um, this was kind of a bombshell of a report that came out late last week and and evolved over the weekend. Um, Like I said, his departure came after a report that NFL officials as part of a separate workplace misconduct investigation that involved Bruce Allen. um, Bruin had casually and frequently unleashed misogynistic and homophobic and racial language over several years to uh, really just devalue people around the game and to mock some of the league's momentous changes. Um, For example, uh, denouncing the emergence of women as referees, uh, the drafting of, and I know this is where Taylor, I'm sure you're going to take it. The drafting of a gay player Mm in Michael Sam, when Bruce Allen was involved in that pretty much saying, don't draft him. Also, as well as the tolerance of players protesting. And keep in mind, the ironic thing about that is Carl Nassib is on the Raiders. I mean, we talked about this over the summer when when Carl Nassib came out. Um, He is on the Raiders, was a player under Gruden. Um, Like I said, also uh, denounced the – yeah denounce the tolerance of players protesting during the national anthem which i know a lot that was a very highly debated topic a couple years ago Uh, and all those messages were sent to bruce allen the former president of the washington football team and others while he's working for espn as a color analyst for monday night football um i will go into detail and, and I'm just going to use the language, and if you don't like it, I apologize, but this is unfortunately the report. This is from the New York Times, straight out of the New York Times, and I quote, in the emails, Gruden called the league's commissioner, Roger Goodell, a quote, faggot, and a quote, clueless anti-football pussy, and said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher, then the coach of the Rams, to draft, quote, queers, a reference to Michael Sam, a gay player chosen by the team in 2014 in numerous emails during a seven-year period ending in early 2018. Gruden criticized Goodell um, and the league for trying to reduce concussions and said that Eric Reed, who was one of the players that kind of led the national anthem movement, along with Colin Kaepernick, should be fired in several instances as well. Gruden used a homophobic slur to refer to Goodell in offensive language to describe some NFL owners, coaches, and journalists who cover the league. And, of course, let's not forget his comments about President Obama during his radio election campaign in 2012. Um, Then vice president, now current president, Joe Biden, whom Gruen called a, quote, nervous, clueless pussy. Um, (laughs) Might not not be wrong on that one. Just (laughs) might not be wrong on that one. I'll give him credit for that. Um, Uh... But... (laughs) He also used, and this is where the initial report that came out before they dived even further into it, um, mm-hmm. because the initial report was this: that he used similar words to describe Goodell and Demory Smith, who is the executive director of the NFL Players Association. The league is already was already investigating Gruden as a result of another email he wrote to Allen, in which he used racist terms to describe Smith, who is black. In the email, um, Gruden. Uh, criticized Smith's intelligence and used racist trope to describe his face, um, mostly his lips, and then it, it just kind of snowballed from there. Like that was the initial report. It seemed like it was calming down. Even Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy on Sunday Night Football said, "That's not the man that we worked with. We know mm-hmm. um, everybody deserves a second chance." Gruden, you know, apologized, and it seemed like we were moving on. And then Monday came and around, and then all the of season. that, you know, the report came out that the NFL found more emails that they were going to send to the Raiders and Mark Davis to review. And then all of a sudden, uh, Gruden, out of the blue, <clears throat> pretty much right before Monday Night Football, uh, resigned. And it was like, it, just, it was like, it, it was. Like I think it the was of the first half. Yeah, and, and, it, and it came out that he resigned, and it just has been an ugly, ugly uh, turn of events for John Gruden, a highly respected Super Bowl-winning head coach, um, now disgraced former NFL head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Raiders will be moving on without him. Um, This was a tough call for Mark Davis, obviously, who loves John Gruden. seemed like the Raiders were going in the right direction, but unfortunately, there's more of a conversation about other things more important than the direction of the Raiders at this point.
1: Yeah, and it seems like obviously this is this has been going on for a while, like ten years. I think it spans from some of the emails, and so it's just it's disappointing to see for sure. Um, we never you wouldn't expect it from a guy like Gruden. I mean, he seems nice enough on the outside, and I, I those guys in the, the the Monday Night Football booth just like saying, "Oh, you know, that's not the man that we worked with." And maybe it wasn't, and maybe he's really good at hiding it. But when he thought he was, you know in his safest place when he thought that he had these private emails that he thought that wouldn't get out that journalists wouldn't go digging and find them. Um, yeah, that's, that's where these come out. When, when no one's looking at you, how do you act? I think is, is the, the, the thing here. And so it's all cool. and Well, and good. If you say, Oh, well on Monday night football, he would never send any racist shit. And it's like, yeah, of course he didn't because he wouldn't in front of the world um but behind closed doors in his private emails to a guy he thought was his friend like that's how you talk when you're with your friends that's how you really feel when you're comfortable and so i'm i'm glad he's out like that's that's just how it goes like if you're gonna make this and and that's what i i was definitely gonna bring it back to carl massive because he plays for the raiders so it's like how do you think that that makes carl massive feel when he's just sitting there and he's like blindsided by this and then he's just like oh my coach has made homophobic stuff that like slurs before, like maybe he wasn't like completely homophobic like now, like maybe he's changed, which is, you know, people change, but like, it's not like he's, he tweeted this when he was like an 18 year old kid who didn't know any better or whatever. Like he was a grown ass man. He was like, you know, however old, I think he's in his forties now. So he's probably in his thirties back then when he was writing this stuff. So it's like, maybe he's changed a little bit, but like, you can't, you can't really change to your core some of your beliefs when it comes down to it. And, you know, he can say whatever he wants now, but I, this is the kind of sh- like, this is the kind of people we need to get out of sports in general. Um, I mean, out of society, honestly, I mean, cancel whoever, but if they're going to be not only racist, but also misogynistic and homophobic, it's like, yeah, I get the people who are like, should he be punished for emails that were 10 years ago? But it's like, you know, he was just going to be cause a whole issue for the Raiders in general. So that's, I think, a lot of reasons why he, he and uh, Davis got together and just like agreed to part ways. Whether it was a firing or whatever, whatever they want to call it, a resignation, it was going to be a distraction because you know when you have a like, you know, your players are black, you have Carl Nassib who's gay. It's like you, you definitely have the women referees are still there. So yeah, it, it, he he needed to go. Good riddance in the end but wouldn't expect it came out of nowhere, but you know, nothing is safe. Like you, you think your private emails are safe, but when they're in the workplace and sent to someone else in the league.
0: And, that, and that's just it. You would have, you would think that a guy like John Gruden would be smart enough to know, not to email something like that. Yeah, um, you it, it's, think. It, it, it's really just um, shocking entirely. Um, and I'm just reading more of this report as it goes on. And I mean, Allen, the Allen family, and the Gruden family go back a long way. So they're obviously very comfortable w- with each other, but Bruce Allen and John Gruden appeared to have very few boundaries in expressing homophobic and transphobic language in an email from 2015 that it actually included Sean McVeigh in this. Report McVeigh's name is brought up. He cc'd on this email because if you remember correctly, Sean McVeigh was in Washington Mm -hmm. uh, for a while as well. Uh, Gruden crudely asked Allen to tell Brian Glazer, whose family owns the Tampa Bay Bucks, where Gruden coached until 2008, to perform oral sex on him in a joking manner. To kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of like I'm just going to say because this is a podcast. (laughs) blow me. You know, yeah. if you're pissed off at something, I'll oh, blow me, you know, mm-hmm. something like that along those lines. Alan said Glazer would take you up on that offer. So clearly this is something that they joked about often.
1: And it's and, like and- it comes down to like that whole, like going back to like, you know, when, when Trump, was running for president and he had the ground by the pussy and he just had his locker room Same idea. That's exactly what this is, is is that idea of, oh, it's just locker room talk. It's like, all right, sure, I guess, but like, you know, now that it's public, like a lot of people are very offended by that.
0: When the NFL is trying to be such a progressive league and whether they're doing a great job at doing it or not is another discussion. I mean, we could talk about the – the lack of black coaches in the NFL, or the lack of black GMs. I mean, the conversation with Lewis Riddick as a as a GM that isn't, and, and Eric Bieniemy as a head coach and isn't, has been going on for it seems like two, three years now. I mean, we uh-huh. we don't we simply don't have the time to go into that. But for a league that's trying, um, whether they're you think they're doing right or wrong, uh, uh-huh. or putting enough effort into it. This is something that's kind of like the old boys club, right? Like John Gruden and you know the old boys club that they just want to stick to their ways. And if the NFL is trying to be progressive and try to become better and trying to be a better model for really what this country is trying to be, um, this is not where (laughs) – this is not – it doesn't have a place. And Aaron Rodgers said this today. There's no place in football for that anymore. That there, there is no place for it. Not that there ever was, but especially now, there is no place for it, and they, they, they could go and take it elsewhere.
1: And it's like, yeah, uh, the the jokes about about um, um, the commissioner is like, yeah, everyone loves to rag on him and you know boo the commissioner. But like, y- y- there's only so far you can take it, especially when you're talking to a fellow colleague who is you know running a team, um, and there's there's just levels to it and i think that it's at a certain point you cross a line and honestly like if if it didn't come out in these emails like he would be a coach like he would still be the coach forever but but like it, it's just These emails were like work-related emails, and so it's like, yeah, like that shit's gonna come out. Like if you if you're texting in your private, like you know, you're you're just texting, like that. No one's gonna come and like search your phone for that. The New York Times can't get that information. But when it's public and you're having this investigation into another shitty franchise in the Washington Football Team you're associating yourself with that and it's all you're all gonna get wrapped up in it and th- that's just what happened to gruden and like some of it maybe is just locker room talk to him but like you know people take real offense to that stuff and that's this is the consequences there is no place in football you, you we shouldn't have to have a place in football for this so yeah i, I agree with aaron Rodgers and that gotta get that shit out so so uh, let's
0: move on because we do have a lot to get to, and, and that's something that we obviously wanted to discuss. Um, and I'm sure more and more is going to come out as the league further investigates. Obviously John Gruden is no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas
1: Raiders. Um, well, I don't know if how- you saw they, they asked a, a couple of hours ago, I got the notification that they asked for all 650,000 emails that were like investigated. They want them all released. So we'll see yeah, how that so, goes. So,
0: so this is this is only going to get uglier, and, and I'm sure it's going to be tough for this Raiders team um, to really collect themselves. We'll see. Maybe they will collect themselves just so they don't collect themselves in two weeks because the Eagles go out there, and I'm going out there. Uh, um, <laughs> Let's talk about this week five slate, Taylor, before we go to week six. And we're not going to talk too much about the games um, in week five as much as we normally do, simply because we have so much to talk about, obviously, with the NBA season and two bombshell storylines that we definitely want to talk about. Uh, So let's talk quick about this week five. And I know, I know, Taylor, you're, 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 you don't want to. But we will talk about the Colts. I, I know you have a hard drink uh, out over there. I, I do get it. I understand. Um, but let's talk about some of the other games first. And I do want to talk about um, really the the Chiefs and the Bills because I think that was one of the bigger. You and I picked Kansas City. Expected Kansas City Kansas City to continue their momentum after yeah uh, you know, winning, getting back to two and two. They did not look good against the Bills, and and as much as the Bills looked good, um, the Chiefs look broken. Um, And now, all of a sudden, you're two and three. The Bills are four and one, and the Bills have the NFL's easiest remaining schedule. At the risk of making too much out of strength of schedule rankings, just five games into the season, I'm going to do it, Taylor. Uh, But the Bills have a very uh, navigable. Is that a word? Navigable. They can they have I know a very what you're trying to say. you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, <laughs> they, they have an easy path to try to stay up top of the AFC. Their 12 yeah. remaining opponents combined for a 0.390 winning percentage tied mm-hmm. with the Titans for the weakest remaining
1: schedule. Um the Bills are in the driver's seat for the AFC's top seat, Taylor. Yeah, they are. And you're right. Something something is off with Kansas City. Lost Clyde
0: Edwards Alaire for at least three weeks now. He's on short term IR
1: with that yeah. sprained MCL. It did not look good. It's lucky that it's just a sprained MCL. It seems like <laughs> teams are starting to figure out their offense that if you just like you double Tyreek Hill and try your best to just play really physical with Kelsey and try to make Patrick Mahomes. Do it with other people like Pringle and whoever else that they have out there, um, Hardman, and they just don't. Like, they rely on their two weapons so heavily that if they don't have those, it seems that Patrick Mahomes is getting kind of lost, and he's uncharacteristically throwing these interceptions. And, yeah, they just don't look good. And on the flip side, the Bills look fantastic. They did it against bad teams, and now they've done it against a good team. And they're putting up nearly 40 points a game. Their last three games, 43, 40, 38. Like, they are cruising right now, and they're definitely one of the best teams in the AFC. Don't know if they're the best. And that Bucks. And that and and that and that Bill's loss
0: to the Steelers just doesn't that seem like such a, such a long time ago now where we yes. were talking is like the Bills <laughs> look broken yet. Yeah,
1: no, they the they flukiest, are the flukiest win of maybe of the season so far, uh, but let's stick
0: to the AFC uh, West Taylor because I want to talk about Justin Herbert. Um yeah, this that's the char- team
1: that might be the best in the answers. this
0: Chargers team man is for real, and Herbert is taking that next step. Um, he has so many attributes that have contributed to his rapid ascent. Let, let's be clear. But his big arm, uh his mobility, which is completely underrated, in my opinion, and Do you see the dimes that he's placing on his receiver's hands? I mean, fitting it into tight windows, putting it where only they can get it, locating. I mean, he is looking like Tom Brady 2.0 out there half the time with his ball location. Over the last three weeks, he's thrown 11 touchdowns to no interceptions. You want to talk about Kyler Murray as an MVP candidate? Justin Herbert. Um, is having, and I, and I'm just going to relate this because, and you could relate to it too. Now, um, Taylor, I'm just going to throw it out there, but it reminds me of like that leap from year one to year two that Carson Wentz had, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, he was good. You saw promise now year two. And all of a sudden he, he is an MVP slam dunk MVP finalist at this point, And that's what Justin Herbert is, um, doing. He's a young quarterback who is just seemingly making Keenan Allen and Mike Williams better. Uh, people were worried about the weapons outside of those two, um, but he has made this offense click and their defense talking about the chargers um, has been very good as well.
1: Yeah. And that's why I don't know if the bill so the much against the Browns, the but AFC. yeah, well <laughs> uh, I, because I do think that Justin Herbert and these chargers are really, really good and they might be the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, their defense is playing amazing. I mean, yeah, uh, giving up 42 points to the to the Browns is not great but the Browns are a good team and that's why I picked them to win this week and I'll eat that because Ch- Herbert and the Chargers just went off and this game was pretty nuts uh in and of itself uh, especially towards the yeah, end that, that finish that finish was was wow and so it's it's just yeah uh Herbert's really good, man. He's He's got those like mini Patrick Mahomes vibes, and right now he looks better than Patrick Mahomes. Let's just be honest about it. Lamar I mean, Jackson uh, looks better than Mahomes. Yeah, Herbert looks better Jackson. than Mahomes. Oh, let's talk
0: about Lamar Jackson. Um, <sighs> He keeps finding new ways to win, Taylor. He does, and the Colts seem to be in the driver's seat. Look oh, at how he's chugging the heart. Is that whiskey? Uh-huh. Is that, is yes, that is. Is yes. what you have? <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. That's what I, I, I have- need. I have Taylor drinking uh, 37 minutes into the show. I'm doing a good job. You don't job. have me drinking. The Colts have me
1: drinking. You, you,
0: you, you are providing me a number four overall
1: pick right now, Taylor. You, uh, so- you keep mentioning that, and you know what? I'm done with it. You can mention it all you want. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know why? Because you know who wasn't the problem last night? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. No, that he had a very good night. Amazing because he is doing it with a broken ass uh, offensive line. He doesn't have a number one receiver. Pittman's getting there, but he's not there yet. He has a good running back. I'll give him that, but he's doing it with next to nothing, not as bad as the Eagles the other, the two years ago when he dragged that team to the playoffs, but he's doing it with not a lot. And if It was one kick away. It's one Rodrigo Blankenship (laughs) not giving her away. I don't know why he's kicking out there. I don't give a damn. Let Sanchez, the punter, try to kick it because Blankenship had it. We were right there. Like this game was winnable. I think what it came down to was the second half. We got a lot of injuries in the secondary. We lost like our both our starting uh, cornerbacks. So whatever good defense we were playing against Lamar in the first half, which was very good defense, it petered off because one, he was using the no huddle and they were getting exhausted and two, they were getting hurt. And so less and less good secondary pieces. And then your defensive lineman can't get any real pressure because they're all tired because he's using the no huddle. Good on them. Good strategy. It worked perfectly. I knew as soon as Blankenship missed that, I knew it was over because I knew that with the luck that they had, they were going to lose the coin toss in overtime. And if, You know, if the Ravens got the ball first, there was no stopping them because we just couldn't stop them. The only hope was to get the ball first in overtime and score first, score a touchdown and and win that game. But it wasn't going to happen. But the Colts were in position to score, uh, win all the way down to the last second. If we'd just gotten that kick, which was, I don't know, it was like a 40-yarder. It was like a a, a kick he should have made if he wasn't hurt, which apparently he had a hip injury that we weren't prepared for and didn't have a backup kicker or anything or any plan already. And he also got blocked earlier in the game, which didn't help at all. And the Colts had their chances because the defense played well in the first half and shut down Lamar for a good half of that game, and forced him to throw it. Forced that running team that which had the record tied the record for the most hundred yard rushing games. We stopped them from doing that again. Yeah, but didn't.
0: Lamar Jackson threw for over more than four. Yeah, because
1: yards. we were letting him. We bet hit. We 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 said Lamar throw the ball. I dare you, and he called our bluff. And he threw for four touchdowns. But the fact of the matter is that game was in hand. And Carson Wentz looked fantastic. If this team was fully healthy, I still think that they would be a Super Bowl contender. They're just not. And that's uh, that's the way it goes. God, if Jesus. Carson Wentz had an offensive...
0: Yes. Really I like, I
1: like,
0: this is, He's is this for my made for philly fans that listen to this show too <laughs> is this how i sounded for the past three years is probably. this how bad it
1: was probably if you had oh an offensive man line, <laughs> i do believe that if he had <laughs> Nelson, the best <laughs> offensive lineman we have one of the best in the Entire league, we played without him, and we nearly still beat them. And Brandon Smith on the other side, don't mention, don't forget to mention him. And then if the defense didn't stop getting hurt every freaking down, then yeah, maybe we could do something. But we couldn't, and it was heartbreaking. But the <laughs> only thing good that I can take out of that was that Carson looked pretty damn good.
0: He did. No, I'll, I'll give you that. He did look good. And uh, and I tweeted that. Lost. I tweeted that as well. That Carson looked good. Um. The Eagles won. They're two and three. Uh, it was a very defensive battle down in Carolina, but they managed to do it. Now they have the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Can't, can't, can't wait. Um, <clears throat> but it was at least good to reverse course. They are now two and three. Um, other than that, it, it really was kind of a chalk week. Cardinals roll? Cardinals yes. rolled, Rams rolled. Russell Wilson is now on IR. Uh, the yep. Falcons won the shit
1: bowl yes, out not- in London. Lions uh, again losing nineteen
0: to seventeen. Lions, they just find more different ways to lose. It's fantastic. Uh, Taylor it was so- once again the, the the Taylor was once again wrong about his NFC East darling. You cannot let go. Can you let go? Let go. Yeah, I'm, not
1: pick, I'm not picking them this week. I don't know who they're playing, but I probably won't pick them.
0: Well, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, The Patriots, oh, they were the my Chiefs. survivor team.
1: definitely not picking them. <laughs> the, the,
0: the, the, the Patriots, uh, they were my survivor team, gave me a heart attack. Uh, the Bears ended up beating the Raiders, Chargers. The Giants are a absolute dumpster fire of a team that will be looking at Mike Glennon as their starting quarterback this week. What could possibly go wrong? And then, of course, the Ravens, like we talked about, are looking very good. All right, before I give the updates, because uh, we have a new leader on the leaderboard um, in our pickums, I just just throwing at that. That I am just throwing it out there. The Eagles to beat the Bucks. I'm not all right. Look, I, I love my birds, but I'm not stupid, okay? Uh let, I got I got to get to Mohawk Honda. Don't get me pissed off before Mohawk Honda, okay? Let, let me get pissed off after Mohawk Honda cuz there's going to be between the Eagles and Ben Simmons, there's plenty of time to do it, okay? We love right. Mohawk Honda. So. Yeah, we do love Mohawk Honda. So, I'm going to get into a good mood for this. Um the current supply and demand challenges out there within the auto industry, make this truly a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. And right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly blue book, instant cash offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle. The exact same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them, which is a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those new college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash, Uh, which I was in that place at one point. I, I get it. I know how that feels. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles and their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. And you can also even check out their full selection online. So if you have you don't have time to make it that day to go see what they have, you can go online and look at every single car that they have. Or if you want to do your own research before you go there and you say, I want that one you have that ability to go online and do just that. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, or Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis the VIP man Morales, or one of the many other helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There is a vest selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles. So now is the time to go ahead and take advantage of that Kelly blue book instant cash offer that I was telling you about Mohawk Honda and Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. And what pleases me most Taylor is that I have now taken the lead in our pickups <laughs> challenge. I am up two games after a 13 and three week you were 10 and 6. I am 53 and 27. You are 51 and 29. by week start. So we don't have as many games to uh to pick moving forward for a good old while. And we do have and we do have a good amount of teams on by this week. Uh Thursday night football. Um <clears throat> Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champions go and head to Philly to take on my birds. <clears throat> um there is an upset in the making. I can feel it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is going to look. The Buccaneers, I, hey, I think, are proving each and every week that they look the part of being a top contender in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl once again. Um, granted, it was against Miami, but what huh. he did, he, as in Tom Brady, did to dissect that Dolphins defense was truly incredible. Uh, the Buccaneers head to the link to take on the two and three birds Jalen hurts and Nick Sirianni trying to get the offense back on track after a slow week against Carolina, but the defense looked much better. So where I do think this is a good game. I myself am not even taking my birds. I'm taking Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. I'm going to make this quick Tampa Bay much better. Well, you know what? You don't have to be a (laughs) dick. All right. Tom Brady, Tom Brady looked great. He's looking great. He has so many weapons. He's he is in the running for the MVP as well. Don't count him out. He threw for, what, no. four, five touchdowns last week? Something five. Like that. Yeah, yeah five. five. Yeah, that'll do it. I think he he's up there with the leaders for touchdown passes thrown. Yeah.
0: What did London five. do to the NFL? Last week they had Atlanta and New, <laughs> New York. That's because we, we keep all the good shit here. So we this, just ship off the
1: crap over to England. This week they, they have my...
0: They this week they have the Dolphins taking on Urban Myers handies. Um, like <laughs> my God, I don't think there's more of a dumpster fire than the Jaguars. Uh Tuo is at least looking like he may be back this week for the Dolphins, but this is an absolute dumpster fire of a of of a game. How
1: much better does uh, that make them? Um that's the real question.
0: Enough to beat Jacksonville, but not enough to do anything more. Um, I mean, Brissette has looked completely incompetent, which is actually kind of surprising considering some of the success he had in Indy. Uh, but I am going to go with the Dolphins in this one, even though I would love the Jags because we have the Dolphins first round pick too. So we have three top 10 picks right now. <laughs> it's great. I love, I love being an Eagles fan because I can even take solace in other people's pain.
1: It's yeah, don't great. Worry, you'll fuck up those picks too. Well, you know <laughs> what? At least we have the opportunity to. <laughs> You'll take JJ ortega Whiteside instead of DK Metcalf, right? Yeah, uh, that's my thought. <laughs> you, know, you know, at least,
0: at, at least how he has a Super Bowl ring. At um, least I have a,
1: you know, QB one. I guess you can. Jalen Hurts has not been that bad, but
0: Hurts has been better than I expected. I don't. I'm not going out and saying he's definitely QB one of the future, but he's been better than I thought. He's been better. I'll give him credit for that's that. Man. All right, can we make a pick on Dolphins, yeah, right. Jaguars, dolphins. for Christ's sake? I'm,
1: dolphins. I'm not going to take the Jaguars. Seems well, like I don't know. Part. Maybe
0: maybe you're feeling ballsy. You have to catch up.
1: Well, the know. only reason that the Colts are uh, can still maybe claw their way into the playoffs is because they play in this crap division with these crap teams. Jaguars right. not winning many
0: games. All right, the pissed off Kansas City Chiefs at two and three are heading to Washington to take yeah. on the Washington football team. This defense has not been good all year, which is what a lot of people liked about this team. Taylor Heineke has not looked good at quarterback. Um, I just even with all the problems the Chiefs are having, this is kind of a get-right game for them. I don't see a way they lose this one.
1: Yeah, no. Angry Chiefs coming in. They, again, backs up against the wall. If they want any hope of trying to claw their way into the playoffs, they need to win games like this, and they will.
0: Yeah, especially in that tough division right now. I mean, the Broncos. Oh, yeah, tough. I mean the the Raiders are falling back a little bit, but you still have the Broncos. You and of, of course the Chargers, the Chiefs are quickly look look with expand playoff. Do I expect the Chiefs to make the playoffs? Absolutely. But as of right now, oh, they'll
1: grab one of those wild cards. But I don't know at, if they're going to. You're, win you're at
0: the risk right now of not even winning the division. The Chiefs are, that that is not the expectation of this Chiefs team. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back after a tough Sunday night football outing. Let's go to another easy one: the L.A. Rams. Rams across the country to head to MetLife. They take on the Giants, who will not have Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, probably not Kadarius Toney, probably not Sterling Shepard. And they might not even have Danny Jones because he uh didn't even know where he was after that hit, got carted off. It did not look good. Mike Lennon came in, and Mike Lennon, if Mike Lennon's your quarterback, you're not gonna win many football games, let alone against the LA Rams. Uh Rams by a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh Rams.
1: Definitely, for sure. Great analysis. Giants are trash. I mean, yeah. what, am, what am I going to say? No, Warriors you're, you're not. No, no. Not, 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 look.
0: <laughs> Giants no, are but, an absolute heaping pile of dog shit. Um, I mean, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Uh, let's go to the Next game, which is an AFC South battle, the Houston Texans head to take on your Indianapolis Colts. Can the Colts hang on for a win, Taylor? Can they get number two? Because they dropped number two against the Ravens last week.
1: Yeah, they can, and they need to. And it'll probably be closer than it should be, but you know what? I'm still taking the Colts in this one because Houston's not good at all, and the Colts showed me that they can win games. They should have won that game last night. They were one kick away. One kick. I mean, if they made any other, you know, times that they gotten to the red zone or gone to the, you know, the Ravens side of the field and they'd actually scored in any of those other times, it might have been a lot, you know, more of a gap to come back from. So that concerns me. But when it comes down to it, they should have won that game against the Ravens. They're going to beat the sorry Texans.
0: I'm gonna give you the Bart Simpson, at least you tried cake. Uh, bang, uh, by the way, I'm taking the Colts as well. Uh, Bengals and Lions. God, the Lions. I feel bad for all Lions fans are on suicide watch once again. Um, they just keep finding ways to lose. Your head coach is a basket case crying in front of the press. Um, The Bengals look good, man. Uh, Like, look, they they didn't pull it off against the Packers, but I've seen a lot of progress from this team. Um, I expect Burrow's poor little throat to be better by the game uh, Sunday. He has a lot of weapons. Mixon will be a little healthier. And, uh, of course, with Jamar Chase leading the way, who could quite possibly be the favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now. Um, Sure looks like it. I'm gonna take the Bengals in this one. They look good, and they're surprisingly uh, better than I expected this year.
1: No, the Bengals have have looked downright great. Like they went toe to toe with the Packers. They only lost because no one could make a kick <laughs> at the end of the game. Um, but the Bengals look very good. Jamar Chase looks better than I thought he was gonna be. I'm kicking myself for not taking him in any of my leagues. I I didn't take him in one single league. And I had the choice a couple times where he was there, and I didn't take him. But he dropped passes in the preseason. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm never going to my preseason dictate my fantasy moves again. If it's not an injury, I don't care. Um, But, yeah, okay. You got me there. But I'm definitely taking the Bengals to win this one. I mean, the Lions just heartbreak after heartbreak. They're not very good, and the Bengals – Look very, very good. Well, I shouldn't say not too very. Let's go with very good. They look That's good.
0: Nice. All right. Good. Uh let's go to an NFC North divisional rival. Uh the rivalry itself is sexier than what this game is going to be. The Packers take on the Bears out in Chicago. Uh the Bears, even though they're coming off a wins, have not looked complete. I expect as the weeks go by, though, they're gonna unleash fields a little more. However, this is a tough ask. I think the Packers, outside of that first week, they're really starting to feel themselves, and they're showing why I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year, representing the NFC. They look mm-hmm. so good. Um, I have a hard time seeing the Bears keeping this one close. The Packers are going to win this one.
1: Listen, the pack, the Bears' defense is better than I thought they would be overall. But it's like you said, it's a very hard ask to slow down the Packers enough to win. Will they do it a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll keep this close. The game is only a four and a half favorite for the Packers on the road, um, which makes sense. The Bears are getting that that at-home uh, bump, but also honestly, I think that's a little low for the for the line there, but who am I? Um, yeah, I who think... are you? <laughs> Not a Vegas line setter, that's for sure. Um, that'd be a game I would be interested in betting on because I feel like the Packers can beat the Bears by more than four and a half points. Um, So, yeah, I'm going Packers. All
0: right, let's go to the next game, and this one is going to be probably one of the games of the weeks. Week, weeks. Uh, The Chargers head out to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, two, four, and one AFC teams. This is a tough game to figure out. Um I look this is going to be an
1: explo- offensive explosion if you ask me. <clears throat> yeah. No, I I mean I would think so. I mean the 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 Baltimore defense didn't look great against the Colts as they were able to move down the field pretty easily for the most part. I mean they got stalled a couple times but um like I said earlier it wasn't for lack of offensive that the that the Colts ended up losing their defense collapsed but Yeah, so I don't trust the Baltimore defense as much as I trust the Chargers defense to slow down um, Baltimore as much as possible. I mean, I think, honestly, the the way you beat the Baltimore is you do what the Colts did because it was successful. for What the the Colts didn't do. What no? what the Colts did for the first half and a quarter was perfect. It was it was don't let them run the ball at all. Or like yeah, really, the really is sell that the run.
0: NFL games four quarters.
1: So yeah, it is. And but if you trust the the <laughs> kicker, was the only reason we lost. <laughs> we had that game. We had uh... the Baltimore beat. Um, But, yeah, so I, I really uh, – plus, I think the Chargers' defense is playing better than the Colts' defense, and they're healthy. So I think that if you if you stop the run game for them and force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball, I think you have more success than if you just let them run on you. And so I think that that's that what the Chargers that, are going to do. But that didn't happen. But he that, threw for over this, 400 yards. Yeah, he did in the end. <laughs> but the fact of the matter was – We were injured. We got tired. How many times were I? (laughs) (laughs) I, It's just funny because uh, Lamar can't throw. I'm I'm not saying that Lamar can't throw. I'm saying that of the two things, would you rather have them (laughs) running the ball or throwing the ball? I think you pick throwing the ball every time. Throwing the ball or him running the ball because he's shown that he's loose with the football. He fumbled it nearly twice. Once, definitely. He literally just dropped the ball. And then the other time, yeah. it probably was a fumble, but they, he got down right before. But it would have been a fumble if he hadn't had the, the down up all the way. So, yeah, do you want the running backs running, or do you want Lamar Jackson running? You probably want Lamar Jackson running in the end, but it's it's obviously hard to contain him because he's quick as all hell. But Are you taking the Chargers? I'm taking the Chargers, yes. I'm taking the <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> I'm taking the Ravens. Um,
0: all right, well, there you we go. Let, let's go to a the, game on you, one o'clock East coast game, West coast traveling Two good offenses. I don't know. It just doesn't, it seems like the chargers, it's just one that they're going to drop. Uh Vikings take on Carolina, uh, two teams that are really hard to figure out Taylor. I, I mean, the Vikings have all the talent in the world and they, they struggle yeah. against the most mediocre teams out there in Carolina after starting off three and Oh, are now three and two. Um, <laughs> Sam Darnold is kind of back to earth. That, that They do get McCaffrey back most likely this week. Yeah. Um, the Vikings say, hold my beer. We're getting Cook back this week. Uh, but, I, wow. I mean, Madison has looked apart as well. So has Chuba Hubbard, honestly. Um, but this is a tough, really a tough game to figure out.
1: Yeah, for me, it comes down to the two games that the Panthers lost were like the two games that they didn't have Christian McCaffrey, who were a huge part of their um,
0: offense. Not playing the Jets and the Texans uh, has something to do with that as well.
1: True, true. But the, Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers' defense is legit, and they added. Uh, Stefan Gilmore. So, uh, you know, they only look better from there. And so I think the Vikings are going to struggle. I think getting Mc- uh, Christian McCaffrey back opens up the Panthers' offense kind of like the first couple games. I know they were playing sorry opponents, but still, Christian McCaffrey is a huge part the most important part of their offense. Let's not sugarcoat it that it, he literally is. And Dalvin Cook is important to the Vikings, but not as important as Christian McCaffrey is for the Panthers. Getting him back, I think, is huge for them. I think their defense is going to be bolstered. So I think Panthers take this game against the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think their offensive talent is
0: going to prevail. Uh, I did not like what I saw from Darnold last week and the Vikings' defense's Um turnover esque and turnover driven and that's something that Darnold really struggled with last week. I look for more of the same out of him. I think the Vikings are gonna take it. It's gonna be very close. Honestly, it's a coin flip for me. I'm just going with the Vikings because I mean, they're one of my wildcard teams this year. So
1: Minnesota is one point favorites on the road, which is that, so to they're
0: me. technically fair because Carolina's given three oh, points. Yeah. So yeah no. Um, <clears throat> let's go to Arizona at Cleveland, which is a sneaky, very good game. The Cardinals at five and O, oh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL go and take on Baker and the Browns licking their wounds after losing a tough game against the Chargers in an offensive shootout. Uh, I mean, the Kyler train keeps on chugging. Is it going to finally hit its end this week against Cleveland? Um, It's going to (laughs) be, this is another tough game to pick. I'm going to go Cleveland though. I think it does come to an end. I think the Browns do exactly what you need to do against the Browns and keep the other offense off the field. They love running the ball with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Baker hasn't really been asked to do much throwing it, Uh, but this is a team that really is going to keep Kyler and this Cardinals offense, which has become very explosive off the field, I think enough that the Browns are going to win this one.
1: Yeah, the Cardinals aren't great against the run, and having that two-pronged attack from the Browns is is a scary thought to – to have, I mean, Dalvin Cook gashed them earlier this season. Yeah. Uh, if, if you look at any, I mean, look so. what Eckler, look what Eckler
0: did to him last week. Yeah, yeah. Or, that's the Browns, but um, I mean, you look at who the Cardinals has faced this year, and, and the the rushing game has had success
1: each and every I mean, week. I mean, ex- aside from Week One where they stopped Derrick Henry. But I think that is more of an aberration. I don't think that was Consider what Derrick Henry has done the past <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> couple of weeks, Derrick Henry has really done it. And, the, and Cardinals, I think, literally – let me look because I want to be accurate about it. I think it was literally the next week. Yeah. So they played the Titans and held Der- Derrick Henry to, like, 50 yards. And then they played Talvin Cook the next week, and he had 131 yards. So I don't think that they're anything good, like spectacular against the run. They just had a good game against Derrick Henry. So – i i think i agree with you that the browns kind of control this one um their defense is real tough it might be let me look real quick yeah one of the toughest defenses that the cardinals have faced. they face the rams and obviously the 49ers was a grueling game for them but brown's defense is also really really good usually except against justin herbert but Right. I think that the Browns come out way with this one because I mean Cardinals are gonna lose at some point. They can't go in a few And goals.
0: they're not really like they're a five and and0 team, but it's not like, you know, the Chiefs or the Bucs or the Packers where you're like this, is, hey man you know what, I, watch I, out for this team. Like the Cardinals the got Cardinals. If- if the Cardinals come into Philly next week, it's like, all right, bring on the Cardinals. Like, I'm not
1: scared of Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. That's you. I would definitely pick the Cardinals to beat your (laughs) Eagles if they came in to play the Eagles. But I think the Browns are a really good team. So I I think that they, they're, they're going to drop this game. All right, let's go
0: to the Grudenless Raiders. They head out to mile high to take on the Broncos who have lost two straight as well. Kind of laid a dud against the Steelers. Uh, this is going to be a, I think, a defensive battle. Um, both offenses are t- truly trying to find their way right now. However, I think that Raiders locker room is just so divided right now, and, and looking for leadership, and they haven't looked good the past two weeks. They look completely lost against the uh, the Bears last week. I get that was under Gruden. Who knows what kind of week of practice they're going to have. But I think this Denver team is fundamentally just better than the Raiders. This is still a very good defense. Bridgewater has been orchestrating this offense fairly well. I mean, the Steelers' defense is no joke. You can't really discredit what they did last week. I'm going to take Denver in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't discount the the, the whole garden controversy and what that's doing to the locker room and the mentality of the players and everything else i'm sure that with all this going on they can't be as prepared as they might be if it were a normal week where there wasn't this crazy controversy of their head coach stepping down um and you don't know how the transition is going to go from gruden to the the new interim head coach um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll go with the Broncos on this one. I think it's a safe bet to say that the, the Raiders might be a little shaken up and the Broncos defense might punch them in the mouth and just take the lead early. All right.
0: We got one more 430 game and that is the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> heading to Foxborough to take on the Patriots who look like absolute. Dog shit, which is hard to say, I'm Unbe- hard to believe that I'm saying about a
1: Bill Belichick team. They have but they a rookie look, quarterback. I don't know what everyone expects them to do. They
0: look bad. Um, they look bad, and the Cowboys, offensively at least, seem to be like a well-oiled machine right now. I just, I, I mean, look, Dallas is figured to stumble at some point. That's just what they do. I just don't think it's going to be this week against a Patriots team that's clearly trying to rebuild and find it, find its identity.
1: No, I know you'll hate to hear this, but the Cowboys look really good. Like, especially offensively. Like, defensively, obviously they have their problems here and there, but doing enough against bad teams like the Giants and I, I think they'll do enough against the Patriots. Mac Jones doesn't look amazing. He's definitely like you can tell he's a rookie and they're treating him like a rookie and they're not really opening up the playbook for him and letting him really roll. And so or if he's even capable of rolling. But the Cowboys yeah, they're going to roll because their offense looks damn good. I'll say that.
0: Uh, actually, yeah, you know, it's not relevant, but breaking news, the uh, Bucks removed John Gruden from their reign of honor um, no, from no.
1: their co- from coaching them from 2002 I was, I was eight and winning the Super Bowl. I was playing so, Madden earlier today and uh, they they you have like that uh superstar KO crap where you like you like draft your team and stuff and Gruden is featured as one of their coaches and I was wondering, you know Madden how long might, take. I to probably probably this
0: update. They usually do their updates every Thursday, so I'm sure Gruden will be out of Yeah, for I was
1: that. I was I was like how um, how long is it gonna take for him to be replaced?
0: it probably won't be it he'll probably be gone this week uh
1: sunday night football
0: the seahawks and the steelers now i talk about my survivor picks because i'm starting to get into that where like i'm still looking for those bad teams that i can pick here and there um if you're if you're still in a survivor pool and haven't picked the steelers this is the week to do it seattle heading out to pittsburgh Geno Smith is the starting quarterback. The Steelers love to blitz. There is not a statistical, statistically worse quarterback against the blitz over the past five years than Geno Smith in his time playing. And he has played significant snaps with a couple teams, the Giants, the Seahawks. Um, <clears throat> he has played. For these teams, at least here and there, uh, there is not a statistically worse quarterback against the Blitz. Um, The Seahawks seem to be lost, too, man. Like, I, I don't know what it is with them. Their defense isn't very good. The Steelers offense can do enough. Roethlisberger had his best game of the year. Now, do I think of Roethlisberger as a good quarterback now? No, I don't. Uh, losing Juju doesn't do anything for me. You still have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claybull. Juju was like the third option. And um, Najee Harris is getting better and better by the week. I, I think the Steelers do enough um, against Geno Smith in Seattle to win this game at home.
1: Yeah, I, I, totally agree with that mainly because geno smith is not there i mean uh, honestly our geno smith is there and, and no russell wilson i mean honestly they they were in the game with the rams like right up until the point that uh that russell came out and couldn't close. yeah did you see his finger by the way look disgusting <laughs> yeah, absolutely like, disgusting like it, it was just it was all sorts of messed up claw. and so, As soon as that happened, it just kind of all collapsed for the Seahawks. And I think that's going to be a rolling theme for them. So yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, that uh, the Steelers are going to beat um, the Seahawks in this one. And it was probably a decent survivor pick pool or survivor pool pick because
0: well, I'm thinking like, when uh, he is not good, what when, when else am I going to pick the Steelers? Like I'm trying to keep my core teams. Like I still have. I had to use Buffalo the other week, but I still have like Kansas City, LA, Baltimore, Green Bay, Tampa. Like I have all the core good teams.
1: Steelers stuff. do play the Lions at some point this season.
0: Yeah, I, but I can't wait that long. I, I, I'm not waiting that long. They, it's later on in the year. Uh, it's but, risky.
1: I think this, that. that would but the Lions be one are smart. Lions are more stingy this year. Like the Lions are stingy. David, you don't think the Seahawks could put together something? <laughs> no.
0: Not with Geno Smith.
1: Yeah, no, Not with fair. Geno. That's the that's the only reason I am picking this game.
0: I mean, yeah, if you have
1: Russ, I would be foolish of you to pick.
0: Uh, if if Russ was the quarterback, yeah, I'd be picking foolish. Seattle to win this game. Not I, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, just no. it. But, I get you, I get you, I get you. Um Monday night football, the Bills take on the Titans out in Tennessee. Uh, after watching what the Bills did. To the Chiefs, um, look. The Titans look better. Derrick Henry is a stud, but the Bills are. I mean, how can I not pick the Bills in this game after what they did to Kansas City? Uh, Bills by a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know how you could either. I mean, we don't even know the, the whole health of Tennessee whether they're going to have all their. Julio's likely
0: out. They said they're going to determine on Wednesday, which is the day our episode airs, about Julio's status moving forward. If he's going to practice, they do have Monday. But it doesn't sound likely that Julio's going to play even this week, which is concerning,
1: considering he went out in week two. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, and the way that the Pills look, I mean... Yeah, Josh Allen is another guy who's MVP ready and definitely gonna be up there in the discussion. Thirteen or twelve touchdowns, two interceptions, and also rushing the ball pretty well. Um he had that hurdle over that guy in Kansas City. Um just athletic play after athletic play. Josh Allen rolling with the Bills and Bills' defense is really good. So All right, let's go. Before we head to basketball, let's do our
0: fantasy studs and duds of the week. Hoping to get you to a fantasy football win. Um, I know I rode uh, Cordero Patterson last week in a couple leagues. I know in the Godzilla Godzilla Media League, I fell victim to the Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury and lost by like six points which mm-hmm. sucks because it's literally because of Clyde. Um but we'll be, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Nope, no panic here still the fourth seed. Um but we are here to help you all out uh to, to win your back. fantasy leagues. Uh yeah, I'm get league. getting and uh, I and I'm getting McCaffrey back in my keeper excited league, so, for that cuz I yeah, need it bad.
1: Yeah, because my- Sermon for some reason yeah, Trey, Trey Sermon. Uh, you know, San Francisco. Starts, decides, you know, we're gonna we're gonna trade up to get this guy and then bench him.
0: Yeah, Don't it, understand
1: it it. it. it doesn't make I'm, sense.
0: No, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, who is your fan? I'll, I'll let you go first. So, who is your fantasy stud this week? Non quarterback, of course. So,
1: stud. Um, first of all, I just want to say on the waiver wire pickup, I know that uh, Kendarius Tony is maybe out this week. Still pick him up though. Guy's a stud, and he will be a stud moving forward, especially if guys like Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay are out for extended periods of time, which it looks like they will be, especially Galladay. He's out for a ton of time. Um Saquon maybe a couple weeks with that ankle injury. But even if he doesn't play this week, he will start to play and especially when they get Daniel Jones back, he will be a stud going forward. I picked him up before this week because I am smart and I know fantasy and I picked him up before he had this breakout game. Did not start him, which, you know, that is what it is. But um, (laughs) I have him for later on, and I think that he's going to be a real stud. He looks like he's really good. Like, he makes guys miss all the time, and he he just knows how to run routes. Not the greatest catch catcher, but he at least can make people miss and get some separation, which I think the Giants are, you know, starved for weapons. But for this week – Uh, assuming that he doesn't play, he would have been my pick, but I'm not sure if he's going to play. Um, That's why I brought him up is because with everyone injured on the Giants, even with Mike Lennon, he has to throw the ball somewhere. It doesn't,
0: doesn't sound like he's likely to (laughs) play, but he he has x-rays and stuff.
1: Just keep an eye on it. If you happen to get him on the waiver wire, because he's owned in only 19% of leagues so far. So I'm sure that's going to go up. Yeah. It'll go up as of when you're probably listening to this because the waiver goes on Wednesdays. Um, But I'm going to go with uh, the Steelers offense because you could go with Najee Harris uh, because, you know, the Seahawks, I think, have the worst rush defense in the league. But I also think that Deontay Johnson will get a ton of looks his way Um, aside for last week. He still got a touchdown last week, um, but he only had two targets. But every other week before that, he's had at least 10 targets. And he's a monster for that Steelers offense. I think he will get back to getting around 10 targets if Najee Harris doesn't run the show. Um, But I think it's still a safe bet to put either one of those guys in against the Seahawks um, defense.
0: I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin of the Dolphins. He was kind of in the doghouse two weeks ago and only had two touches and woke up last week in a big way and put up 22 points and now faces the Jacksonville Jaguars out Miami. And if they're getting to a back, they're going to have to rely on the uh, running game. And Miles Gaskin is clearly the best back in that backfield. I still like him a lot. I think Flores finally realizes that he needs to use him uh, free Gaskin. He's going to have a, a big day against, um, I, I don't even know if you could call it a defense. Uh, you could call it the cones of the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of the ball because they are horrendous. Um, but, no, Gaskin is going to have a big day. Let's go to the duds before we move on. It's Taylor, give me your dud of a fantasy player
1: in dud. week six. For this week is pretty easy for me because it's on a team that refuses to run the ball consistently anyway, and then pair that with going up against the best rushing defense in the league, I, know, I believe. Arana. Um, right. yes, yeah, sit great, Miles so. Sanders down because he's not going to do anything against the Buccaneers, <laughs> they refuse to run anyway, and then you know, to couple that with the Buccaneers who only let the Sonny Michelle get more than 60 yards. Um, yeah sit miles uh miles sanders eagles don't know how to run the ball and they won't be able to anyway so it doesn't matter
0: i took offense to that <laughs> I, will, I, love it. I, love it. I
1: love it it's personal it's personal i gotta take now. my digs because you know you it's got pers- your digs in earlier with lamar
0: yeah whatever <laughs> um I, i'm gonna go josh jacobs with the raiders um uh, he's played better ever since coming back from the ankle injury. However, he has a pretty tough draw against a Broncos team that has a extremely stingy defense, has only given up an average of 16 points a game. Uh, they're just losing. They let Najee they, Harris run for 122 yards. They, 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 they let <laughs> Najee Harris run all day. But, however – Trust me, Josh Jacobs is not going to have a good game. Uh, This Raiders offense seems to be broken right now. Um, They, keep in mind, just lost their play caller and John Gruden as well. So when you're thinking about what the Raiders are going to do on offense, uh, there's not much time to implement a new game plan. Uh, This Broncos defense is going to see a lot of vanilla packages on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't trust it. If you have better options, I would avoid it because you're still getting – Um, the, the likes of, you know, Kenyon Drake in there a little bit, not much. Um, and then you also have the likes of, uh, Peyton Barber as well, for some reason, showing up and, and, and grabbing some carries as well. However, he, he is out, um, I believe because of COVID. So you might get a little bit there, but, uh, if you have better options and this is why, like, oh, he was a season long hate for me. Um. Was Josh Jacobs? I, I don't see how he's going to have a good week this week.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, they did just allow Najee Harris, but I do think that Najee Harris over Josh. Jacobs, I would take Najee Harris. But Najee Harris.
0: The thing is, Najee Harris is the Steelers' offense. The, yeah, that's, I mean, the, the, that's a difference.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I would. I would look at the other games that the that the Broncos had. The one? I mean, the one against the Jets, or or the one against the Jaguars, or Set. the one against the Giants? Well,
0: considering James Robinson <laughs> has rushed for over at least eighty yards in the past three weeks, yeah. I mean, they I shut guess, down. I guess they yeah. shut down James yeah, Robinson. Uh,
1: that they weren't even using James Robinson back then. They didn't realize that they should be using him until a couple weeks ago. But you know, don't whatever. start
0: Josh Jacobs and thank me later. um <laughs> You're the worst. You are the worst.
1: <laughs> I, I, mean, mean, I mean, I wouldn't I mean, I mean, have if didn't, I didn't just no, know that Nadia no, Harris, no, Harris no. just ran for 122 yards against them.
0: Anyway, <laughs> this is a good time to uh, give a shout-out to Saving Face Barbershop up at Saratoga Springs. Um,
1: I am going on. That once you Josh Jacob picks, goes wrong. <laughs> 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 you want to do the read?
0: you want to do the read then shut up keep drinking (laughs) i know the colts hurt you but don't bring it It onto the show okay
1: it hasn't even been 24 hours yet okay (laughs) give me a break (laughs)
0: god now you know how i was when penn state (laughs) lost to iowa uh um back to saving face barbershop god you you're the worst um Save-a-Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Go check out our boy Jeremiah and the other guys up there. They are off exit 13 and um, off the Northway. I am heading there Friday morning. I have an appointment. I need to get a fresh cut, especially before I go out to Vegas in a week. Uh, So definitely going to be there. They have a great atmosphere, Uh, a bunch of TVs, always have sports on, cool guys to talk to, and they will not be satisfied until you are satisfied with the way you look. Obviously with the cooler months, you might want to change the style up for the cooler months ahead. Uh, Definitely take – a look at saving face barbershop you could go online and book your appointment there or give them a call as well they have different various appointments that you can have you can have a closed face shave you can even have them come to your home as well which is cool and all but the atmosphere there is cooler so definitely check them out and go and get a cut from saving face Barbershop up at saratoga springs with jeremiah today basketball is
1: right around the corner taylor and of
0: course we knew it was coming i mean jesus
1: christ i feel Uh, like the two guys the two guys we're gonna talk about are like the two biggest freaking drama queens i hate i hate
0: i hate it here i really do (laughs) um ben simmons showed up to philly training camp yesterday and He unannounced, by the way, unannounced, and he is taking um, – he is participating in off – he can't be with the team for five days until he passes an COVID protocol, gets negative tests, whatever. But he is going through his physical testing. He talked to Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey today. We record on Tuesday. Um, Joel Embiid today, Tuesday. Uh, talked to uh, the media and said that he hasn't spoken to Ben since the season ended. Um, ben Simmons believes that he can come back to Philadelphia, show his face in front of this fan base, in front of the teammates that he didn't even want to come out to L.A. to talk to him. And and he thinks it's going to be all fine and dandy. Um, he's definitely in Philadelphia. I can confirm that whether or not this is a ploy that he is actually going to play for Philadelphia. It hasn't been announced that he renounced his trade request. Um, but however, he is in Philadelphia. It's unclear what his intentions are to merely report to the team or truly rejoin it because he, you know, is not getting paid? And uh, this is all what it's about with Ben is the money. Um, maybe he is simply going the Marshawn Lynch route, trying to protect the rest of his paper after losing more than a million dollars in salary and fines. But uh, that. W- <sighs> Uh, This this feels something more akin to what James Harden tried to do last year, but the difference is you're not James Harden. Mm -hmm. You can't make a jump shot. You are a bum. You are the reason we lost game seven. You didn't take a jump. You passed up a wide open dunk in the most crucial point of the season, Ben. You said a big F you to the city of Philadelphia and this team and it's true all-star and Joel Embiid. You said you didn't want to be here in this city. You called out its fans and you expected everything to be fine. You owe, and I tweeted this, does Ben Simmons, the player, make the Sixers a better team without him to date? Yes. Does he owe an apology to the fans? Yes. Does he owe an apology to the organization? Yes. Does he owe an apology to his teammates? Absolutely, fucking lutely he does. Um, Is it going to be sincere? What's it going to take for him to, to make peace with this fan base and this team? I'll give you one answer, Ben. Win an NBA championship. You are going to be booed until you prove that you improved your game until you can prove you can make a jump shot, you can make a free throw in a shooting NBA. You have the talent to be great, but you don't have the drive. And Philly mm. wants the drive. And until you prove that you all of a sudden got that drive, and maybe the Sixers taking away your money did that, but until you prove that, you're dead to the city. You're dead to me. You're probably dead to half that locker room. And that's the division that I don't want anything mm. to – Anything to be a part of. The Sixers do not want this distraction. They did not expect it. Uh, And Ben showing up just throws a whole wrench into this whole plan. These players were getting ready to
1: move on without him. And for him to show up, it just makes things worse for me. Well, see, the thing that I think happened is, so Ben Simmons asks for a trade. He says he's not showing up. He's not, yeah, he's not showing up. He's not going to play. He's not going to report to camp. He's refusing to even talk to anyone or anything that has to do with Philly. And he said, Trade me, trade me right now, trade me. But the problem, Ben, is your trade value is in a complete dumpster because you can't shoot and you can't make free throws and you gave up that dunk and you shat on your teammates and you shat on the city. And so. No one wants to trade for you, or at least no one wants to give up the type of capital that Philly wants back for you. And so Philly was like, okay, well, Ben, we, we're not going to trade you. I, I think Daryl Morey is just like, he's holding fast in that if we're not getting the value that we know we deserve for you, an, all-star, an all-in- all star, an all and be all-and all-still 25, only 25 years old. Yeah, all-defensive player, 25 years old. The only problem is he can't shoot. Other than that, he's almost a perfectly built like player. Like he was the guy who was like, "Oh, LeBron was saying, you know, he, you can be better than me if you just work at it, if you just learn how to shoot, learn how to score better than I don't even know if he if it's that he can't or that he won't." He refuses to take those shots in game because you see, obviously, uh, every off-season video he can shoot. Like he, he has the ability to shoot. Whether he can do it with a person in his face while he's actually being guarded, or whether he will do it in the game without being a pussy and not wanting to, like, do it for fear of missing and for fear of reaction. The fact of the matter is, Philly knows at least how much they're willing to get for, like, to to give away him. They need to get at least. Something back. And I don't think that they're going to budge on the fact that they're at least wanting like something. They want a starter, a all star caliber player, plus the picks on top of it. and they're not gonna just give him away for nothing just because he wants out, which, you know, on the one hand, Philly, yeah, i I see where you're coming from, Daryl Moore, you want to get the value and you should get the value because he is your asset. And he plays for your team. He is under your contract. And you're not going to give it away for pennies. But, on the other hand, like you said, there is no way Ben Simmons can play a single minute for Philly without an extreme apology like that. Because he's going to get booed. They were screaming fuck Ben Simmons at a... A wrestling event that I saw—I don't even know what it was—but it, it was it had nothing to do with basketball. But you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna chant. They're gonna chant that. They're gonna boo you. They're gonna do everything because you disrespected the city. You disrespected your your locker room teammates. I mean, Embiid, you basically said that you don't want to play with Embiid anymore. them anymore. You want nothing to ghosted do with Embiid. Yeah, ghosted them. So you can't come back. So now Philly's stuck between a rock and a hard place because Ben Simmons doesn't want to lose all the money, and you know. Fair enough for him. He doesn't want to lose all his money, but you're not James Harden. Like you said, you're not Anthony Davis. You're not a player who can demand a trade out and then have this vast market for you because you don't shoot. You refuse to shoot, and you're so hampered on offense, especially in the playoffs. No playoff team wants you, at least not for very much, because they know that your value is in the dumpster right now and so no one's going to give up a ton of money and capital for a guy who may learn to shoot may at one point be a viable offensive threat but not a guy that you can lay off and just not guard on the offensive end because you can be the best best defensive player in the world if you can't shoot you're such a liability on the offensive end in an mostly offensive league so yeah you're screwed and Ben Simmons they called his bluff and now here he is being like, well, you called my yeah, block. You, you didn't trade me, so now I, I guess I'm just here.
0: I give Daryl Morey all the credit and Elton Brand, all, all the credit in the world for not blinking. He knows. He set the value for what he would want. And if it's not a franchise-altering move that is going to catapult the Sixers into a slam-dunk mm-hmm. NBA contender, then – he's not going to do it because he's a 25 he's a 20 he's a 25 year old all-star all pro defensive that is a jump shot away from being one of the best players in the game this is a sixers team without him granted it's preseason but has looked good They've gone business as usual, two and one preseason record. They've had a top five offense. Embiid is looking excellent in limited minutes. Um, The young guards, the combination of Isaiah Joe, Shake Milton, and Tyrese Maxey are all taking turns trying to earn their share of minutes, um, which Simmons left behind. And would, like I said, they'd be better with Simmons? Yeah, absolutely. Something even Embiid, even when he's spoken out, with his disappointment of Ben Mm -hmm. and and saying it's kind of a, you know, F you to us. He's made a point of mentioning every times he's asked that he thinks there's going to be some adjustments that it won't be awkward. They're not, they're going to be professionals about this. He gives, but he's honest. We want to win. And he gives this team the best chance to win. And they, I don't know. They haven't looked bad without him, but he's a talent that will make it better. And it's up to Doc Rivers to surround and up to Daryl Morey to surround this team with the talent to hopefully make it work. Or they're hoping that at some point uh, Simmons is going to prove that he has what it takes to play at a high level, and they can shop him for a possible trade for Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard down the line if Simmons at least looks good in the regular season. Both are on the table. I, I don't – long term – look, long term, I, I don't see how Ben Simmons still puts on a Sixers jersey realistically. I don't because see how he plays. I, I know – I mean, I am this fan base. I, I am part of Philadelphia. I, I cannot look – at that sorry piece of shit, put on a Sixers uniform again, and me cheer for him. If he plays, I, I can't, he's, he's he
1: going to get booed. He's going to get booed.
0: Watch the Sixers home opener in a couple days because it is, and if, if Simmons plays, it is going to be hostile. It is going to be uglier, uglier than Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens ever got. Um, if but- you turn on Philadelphia, there's no coming back. You turned on Philly, and they have turned on you.
1: But that's also the problem that I think the Sixers are gonna have is because now that, now that they called his bluff and he's like, okay, fine, I'll come to camp, I'll, I'll I'll show up, and he's here now. He's here for the camp for preseason. He's gonna be here, and then when it comes down to game time, will they start him and play him, or will they go like the route that Anthony I mean, did, you have, uh, did with the You this? have just, to play it. You have can to can play it. it. I I don't think so. Look, if you you do, and you're getting booed and he is in his head mentally, because he will be, because he doesn't even need to be booed. And he's already in his head mentally. Then how is he going to make the team better? How, how is the chemistry going to form at all? If you have this guy dragging ass, getting booed up the court. Like, I just don't see that as a tenable stance.
0: It's going to be two chance, two chance in the Wells Fargo center. It's going to be the asshole chant, and Ben, you suck. Those yeah. are going to be the chants. And, and yeah. uh, this is something – do the Sixers want that? No. Do, does no. Ben want that? Absolutely not. I no. don't know what Rich, – Rich Paul has to be fired by every top NBA talent out there by the way he played things. I mean,
1: how I, horrible on his I part. I don't but, put it on him, though, because like, what is he supposed to do with a guy who killed his own trade value by not – shooting shots like if, if if this if he was if he was hardened if he was hardened and he was doing and he did everything the exact same way he would already be on another team it's because ben simmons himself killed his own trade value it's not all the other antics and crap that he did It's basically not that dissimilar from what anthony davis did but the fact of the matter is anthony davis had a huge market because people wanted him bad and did, they want james harden Bad. The Nets wanted him. They were willing to give up whatever they could. And the Portland Trailblazers, who are trying desperately to keep Damian Lillard, wouldn't even give up CJ McCollum and a couple picks or whatever for like they wouldn't because they want like because because Ben Simmons' trade value is so bad. Like he all he is good for is defense, and he's a really good distributor. He's a good passer. But if he's not an offensive guy, then in the playoffs. You will break down, and you will not be able. You can't have a guy out there who can't do anything, like especially a guy who handles the ball so much. It's just it's it, it, it's untenable, and I don't know how the Philadelphia because now it's like it's like so more didn't blink and give him up for nothing. So now Ben Simmons is like, all right. Here you go. I'm calling your bluff now that you're going to keep me on this team, even though all this shit is going on, even though the fans are going to boo me, even though there's no chemistry in the locker room, I'm going to call your bluff. Sure. Play me. See what happens. And when the team implodes and goes 0-5 or whatever for the first couple, I'm not saying they will, but like say they did because of all this controversy, then what? Then he looks at Daryl Moore and says, what are you going to do now? You're going to have a losing season with the prime of Joel Embiid or are you going to trade me for nothing, or next to nothing, or whatever you can get? All I'll say,
0: all I'll say to the, I'll I'll end with this before we before we move on to our last couple topics. Ben, you're coming home, right? You're coming home. Maybe you can go home, but when home is Philly, you're going to be in one hell of a welcome. I will just leave it at that. Um. Let's go to Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. Two top teams in the Eastern Conference have quite the controversy. I mean, Ben has been a forever going saga, but uh, now the Nets have announced that uh, Kyrie Irving's decision to not comply with New York City's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, as everybody knows, has left the organization, quote, no choice, but to send him away from the team until he is able to fully participate. Um, This is, I mean, we kind of figured this was coming, but Kyrie is one of those players that I don't think he loves basketball enough, Taylor, to go and get the vaccine just so he can come back. Is this the end of Kyrie? Like, are are we going to see Kyrie
1: with the Nets this year? I don't think so. I thought for a second maybe (laughs) that they would would – just suck it up and do his part time only away games because I, my my reasoning and was just like uh, Kyrie half the time is better than no Kyrie at all but I get what they're saying where they're just like you know the 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 chemistry would be all off you can't just sit out half the games and expect to be fine and then if you got to a situation where like say the clippers or uh the lakers are in the finals against the nets then because there's a or the Warriors even because there's a mandate I'm pretty sure in LA I know in San Francisco maybe not in LA but in San Francisco so say it was a Warriors like Nets finals he wouldn't really be able to play in either one like maybe they make an exception for the away team but I think that might be the case but you know because he wouldn't be allowed in either stadium because he's not you know vaccinated at all and New York has a mandate and San Francisco has a mandate so it's like that would be untenable as a situation. And so now just because Kyrie's being stubborn, yeah, he's not going to play for the nets at all, even in away games. And at this point I would not be surprised. In fact, someone got me earlier cause I follow some weird people on Twitter who retweet a uh, fake uh, sports center accounts that only have like one letter different on their handle. And so at first I saw a sports center thing that was like Kyrie Irving to retire. And I believe because because yeah, it's believable point, who knows he I, I, doesn't love playing
0: the game. He's been very clear. He doesn't he, he doesn't need basketball much. in his opinion. He, he has come out and literally said that. So I think this is something where I don't I, I don't know if you see Kyrie this year. I would
1: not be. Which would surprised. be a big blow to the Nets. Massive. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. It's one of the three best players. I um, mean, the core one of the cores of their 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 trio they've got there i mean they still be good they still have durant and harden you can't be a bad team when you have those two guys but um yeah no it's definitely a blow for them especially because they were hoping that he would be you know there and then patty mills would be the depth that patty mills has to be the starter or whatever whoever has to now step up and be the starter that's the less depth that they have on the bench and so yeah i i would not be surprised if in the next You know, twenty-four to forty-eight hours, we just get that that ESPN update, that Woj bomb, that Kyrie's just retiring from the league because he's stubborn. I don't know why you wouldn't just get the vaccine. I mean, just I said that from a point where we both, I'm sure, are both vaccinated and yes, fine. No, we're fine. I was even, you know it, it.
0: It's just, just mind blowing that you would give yeah. up your your career for a, a simple vaccine. That millions clearly, of dollars. Let's, it's not. It's not. not about you know. It's about your own safety and health. I mean, I because I'm vaccinated was able to. Uh, obviously, it's different, but I was in a jam packed stadium, full seventy five thousand people the other week, like, yeah. I, and not yeah. not having to wear the mask and just being able to relax and enjoy a game. It was, it was normal. You want to get back yeah. to normal, Kyrie. You want exactly. to get back to normal,
1: and um, it's, it's but not he's not normal. No. It's not a hard. He's definitely not normal, but it's not a hard thing to get vaccinated. If if anyone's listening and you're not vaccinated, I implore you to get vaccinated. We're fine. Most people are fine. Like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people are fine when they get it. So and it just helps. It doesn't do any harm, generally speaking. I'm not going a third arm yet that I know of. So yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, it's been over a year and a half since I got mine. So. I don't know what what else to say. Like, just get vaccinated, Calgary. I don't know if he will. I really don't. I I highly doubt it. But at this um, point, I'm sick of talking about him. Let's
0: go to MLB playoffs. We did promise we our fans we would talk the MLB playoffs. It's going to be tough to talk uh, mostly about the playoffs because everything's happening as we're literally recording a game happening How, right now. However, I can confirm to you we can't pre- Preview the Astros and the Red Sox American League Championship Series as the Astros finish off the White Sox on Tuesday. Um, The Red Sox finishing the Rays off on Monday. A little surprising. Not exactly who I expected to win that series. I did expect the Astros to beat the White Sox. However, Red Sox Astros is probably the nightmare scenario for your Yankees fans out there, including you, Taylor. Um, Having one of those teams represent the American League is not ideal for you, um, but nonetheless should be a very good series.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very good series. I think they match up well with each other. Um, If I had to pick right now, I don't know if you're asking me to pick, but if I had to pick... I I lean Red Sox. Red Sox are so hot right now. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I, I'm leaning games. Red Sox. Well, there there's something about this there's Red so Sox series right that now. feels it's, right.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: it's 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 just like they've got that that Red Sox magic. I mean, two walk offs and like I think it was back to back. Was it back to back games or at least in the same series? Two walk off victories. Uh, it's just they just look really good. I mean, the Astros are definitely putting up points, and they they definitely uh, wiped that. I mean, the game today, ten to one. Astros over the White Sox so they really close it out hard but I still feel like Boston finds a way to pull this off because they just seem like in the playoffs anyway they're one of the hottest teams especially in the, uh, the AL. So and
0: let's uh yeah I'm going to go with the Red Sox as well. Let's go to the National League. It's kind of be tough because of when we're recording and some elimination uh, games are going on right now. The Braves are up 2 to 1 uh, against the Brewers in the series. However, as we're recording the Brewers are winning game four, uh, g- game 4 right now. Um, four to two in the top of the fifth as we're recording. That may change. That may not. I, I think in the end, even if the if the Braves don't finish it off tonight, I think they will in game five. I think the Braves are the better team. Um, and then... The- and, and they do. They look at um, San Francisco and the Dodgers, the Giants. I mean, that game we're recording on Tuesday, Tuesday night at nine o'clock is game four. The Giants have the opportunity to take out the Dodgers, which is kind of a surprise there. Um, the Giants have been the that best happens. team of baseball all year. I, I can't stomach watching Gabe Kapler win a championship. So I'm L.A. Please just finish him off. I, I'd rather see the Braves win the game. Kapler
1: won't win. So um <laughs> I, 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 this is such a hard, uh, series to predict. I know that the Giants are up right now, but I do expect the job, the Dodgers. It's hard. To, it's to hard. Really it yeah, how, how do the, yeah, I would expect the Dodgers to as well. And
0: game five, if necessary, is Thursday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll obviously have more answers next week. I, my gut says the Dodgers will win the next two, but who kn- who knows? Um, They're going mean, to pull out I, all the stops. Honestly,
1: is- my gut says the giants are going to win just because I think the Dodgers are really going to be missing Clayton Kershaw and, you know, like Trevor Bauer, not having that, that other real good starter. I mm-hmm. mean, Scherzer got beat up. Um, yes. Or well, he didn't get beat up. He only allowed one run, but it was enough. Um, So yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're really missing Kershaw and that worries me for the Dodgers. Um, So I, at my gut right now, I, I I think the Dodgers force a game five, but I think the Giants might win it. As of now, who's your World Series pick? I don't want to say Boston, so I'm going to say the Giants. But I do think Boston is just, like I said, they, they just look so hot right now. They look like the hottest team in the playoffs, and they're finding ways to win these games, these slug it out games, and finding ways to walk off victories so it scares me and I don't ever want to pick them so I'm going to pick the giants because I think the giants are one of the best teams like, in baseball right now if the dodgers get out of this giants series the dodgers will win i well, yeah, uh, i think the winner of the giants dodgers series is going to win
0: However, I do awesome. agree with you that the Red Sox look very, very good, very, very lethal. And I know Yankees fans don't want to hear it, but the Red Sox no, I don't. do I don't. do look the part in the American League. If um, you
1: put a gun to my head, though, I'd, I'd, pr- I'd probably say the winner of this Giants Dodgers series. I think yeah, I,
0: my my gut says the Dodgers will find a way. But if not, I God, I hope not because I don't. I, if Gabe Kapler wins the World Series, we're gonna
1: yeah well how you feel about the giants winning world series is how i feel about boston yeah right yeah there you
0: go um that will do it an almost two hour episode we had a lot to talk about yeah. we knew it was going to be a marathon but we appreciate you all tuning in and listening on sports with the z and a t mm-hmm. i of course, Bryce Zelensky alongside Taylor Lattimore, we are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple, and as well as YouTube. I do know some people like the YouTube feed and like to watch our beautiful faces for an hour and a half to two hours each week. Uh, appreciate <laughs> More you for power that more power to you but um yeah that that'll do it for this week enjoy
1: hear, a rate us and stuff yes and, rate, uh, us and com- and rate us
0: and comment things um yeah but no your 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 feedback is extremely important uh add us at twitter as well That's if you good. guys want us to do any certain types of segments or include something on the show we absolutely want your feedback and what you want us to talk about to make the show better and more enjoyable for you guys. Not that it's not enjoyable. Of course it's enjoyable. But, um, no, we, we want to make it as enjoyable as possible. So whatever the fans want, they will get uh, enjoy the full slate of football. Uh, enjoy the MLB playoffs basketball right around the corner. The NHL starts this week for the hockey fans out there. We haven't talked hockey I'm not sure how much hockey we're going to talk on this show, but as much as I would love to, we just don't have the time. Um, But hockey season starts as well. Uh, Once again, for Taylor, I am Bryce. This was sports with a Z and a T. Be safe out there. We will catch you next week.
1: See y'all later.